get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Kay and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. We'll be joined by Casey Stern of Sirius XM MLB Radio. Coming up here in about 15 minutes or so yesterday, he had some strong words about the Cardinals potentially not bringing back Yadier Molina or Adam Wainwright. So we'll talk with Casey Stern about that coming up in about 15 minutes. But right now, let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Thrilled to be joined by a man who has been very busy of late. He is Darren Drager, TSN's hockey insider, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Darren, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I mean, there's lots going on, obviously. That's great for hockey fans, knowing that you know the National Hockey League and the Players Association continue to hammer out the specifics to the start of the 2021 season. So looking forward to the resolution of that and uh, having the official news, I suspect at some point next week. We're looking forward to all of that right now. What we've got is a little bit of speculation and hopefully you can clear something up for us here in St. Louis. So there was the report two days ago, I guess now that the blues are going to be in the Pacific division. And that obviously took a lot of Blues fans by surprise. Last night, we saw a report that it looked like Minnesota and Dallas were going to flip. And I was like, okay, uh, so what's this mean for the Blues? Darren, as of where we are today, what can you tell Blues fans about which division you expect this team to play (laughs) in next year? Well, I, I wish I had a definitive answer, and I don't because there's a lot of back and forth. Uh, I think the initial alignment uh, and the realignment of the four divisions that was uh, disclosed and reported on earlier this week is pretty accurate. So I haven't heard anything related to the St. Louis Blues that suggests that uh, their position is going to change, but I, 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 I almost want to qualify it by saying that, look, there's a lot that can change. And you're right, the speculation of Minnesota and Dallas uh, flipping. There's some talk of, you know, maybe Pittsburgh and Carolina flipping. Um, you know, all of that remains highly speculative and subject to change. So, I wish I had a clear-cut answer where I could tell your Blues fans that okay, <laughs> they are moving or they are staying in the Pacific. But I don't just get. And and to be fair, um, you know, I I think all NHL teams are are looking at the realignment and. Some of them are fine with the position that they're in, while others obviously aren't okay with it. So we may not have uh, a clear-cut vision of what the four divisions specifically are going to look like, again, until next week because of the fact that there's so much work that they have to get through. But I I got a funny feeling that not a lot is going to change with St. Louis, but we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, Darren, that's kind of where I wanted to go next with this, and I know this is behind closed closed doors, so it is kind of speculation, but why do you think there has been so much flipping with these realigning divisions? Is it more owner side that aren't happy with where they are, or is it more kind of television sides that go into it? Well, it could be a little of both, but, you know, the one thing that I've learned over the years in covering the National Hockey League, um, you know, owners and managers are incredibly selfish. And <laughs> I say that, I say that in as uh, non-critical a way as I possibly can, because I get it, right? Your job 
as a manager, president, or owner of an NHL franchise is to do whatever you can to put your club in its best position to have success, right? So, you know, I, I would bet that a good number of NHL executives hadn't seen any of the realignment information before it hit the media and was tweeted out. And that's a tough thing to digest. Now, we know that there was a board call earlier this week, uh, I believe on Wednesday. So some of that could have been discussed. But all of a sudden, you're looking down at this, and you're like, well, geez, I don't like that. And might be better for us if we were over here from a competitive aspect of qualifying for the playoffs. So, again, by virtue of, of their jobs, you know, the managers and the presidents and the club owners – who aren't happy with what the initial matrix of the alignment looked like, uh, probably campaign. And I can understand why they'd want to do that. The funny thing, Darren, we're talking to Darren Drager of TSN. He's joining us here on 101 ESPN. The funny thing about the blue situation is, from everything we've heard, it sounds like there's a little bit of a disconnect between the fan base and the team itself. Because the fan base, obviously, their biggest concern is, Man, these games are going to be late when we're trying to watch them here in St. Louis. Meanwhile, everything we're hearing from the players and the ownership group or the front office, it sounds like they're not so against playing in the Pacific, both for competitive reasons and because, you know, playing in Vegas and L.A. and Arizona doesn't sound so bad in the winter. So what are you hearing from that side of things? Yeah, again, it depends on who you talk to, right? Um, you know, could the travel be a bit of a problem? Yeah, maybe eventually. Uh, the time shift in terms of the zones, could that be a problem? Yeah, to some degree. But at the end of the day, you know, every owner, again, every manager, I shouldn't have to keep saying this, but I'm going to, <laughs> everybody associated with every team, they just want to go where they feel they're going to have the, the best opportunity to win. Bottom line, period. And I'm not suggesting that it's weaker in the Pacific Division. Um, I mean, you look at some of the teams that they may have to play against. I mean, you're talking about top-quality teams here. Uh, And if it is 56 games, as we believe that it is, there's not going to be a lot of wiggle room there. You know, you can't afford to have a three-game or a five-game slide at any point of that regular season, no matter who you are. But the one thing that I learned in this entire process, and I'm talking the pandemic, COVID-19 here, um, and, and it came from both sides, the League and the Players Association, prior to the return to play initially in the summer, was that there has to be sacrifice. It's not going to be perfect. Somebody isn't going to like the situation that they're in. That most definitely can be applied to the experiences of the return to play, especially for the players who are in the bubble for as long as they were. Nope. Small sacrifice, Tampa Bay loved it. They hoisted the Stanley Cup. But I'm going to fast forward to where we're at today, and I'm going to apply that same logic. It's not going to be perfect for every club. It just can't be. So everybody's going to have to suck it up and accept whatever level of sacrifice they need to. So, Darren, what's the next step for fans to pay attention to? Because we hear January 13th, and, of course, that's still not written down in permanent marker yet. We don't know if that's the concrete date that the NHL is going to start. So what's the next steps for fans to pay attention to before they know NHL is coming back? Yeah, well, that for sure. You know, they've got to hammer out uh, the critical dates details. And, you know, you're talking about for the for the seven non-playoff teams, is it December 31st? Is it earlier that they can get the head start to training camp? If it's January 13th, and there are many fellows who are very skeptical of January 13th, but not to a point where, you know, it's going to be February 1st. But, you know, if, if, 
if the board hasn't voted on everything, transition rules, protocol, um, the schedule, number of games, all of that by the middle of next week, then it's going to turn problematic. You know, and they're wrestling with the states and with the provinces here in Canada over quarantining issues and all of that. So if we can get to early next week and, you know, the understanding is that they're very close to completing all of that, going through all of the protocols, and there should be a board vote by the middle of next week, then for me, that that's a great indicator that January 13th is viable as a target date for the launch of 2021. Darren Drager joining us here on 101 ESPN. Drags, one of the other big questions moving forward is going to be, what happens with this COVID vaccine, right? And last night, G- yeah. John Shannon tweeted out uh, that the NHL is planning the private purchase of a COVID ba- vaccine for all constituents yeah. involved in the potential upcoming season. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Um, what What do you think would be the timeline on something like that? Well, yeah, a timeline, we're not sure. Although, again, the good news is that it, it sounds like it's going to be sooner rather than later, and it's going to have to be for the National Hockey League or or for pro sports in in general. Um, There was lots of backlash, and ethically I can understand that to to Shannon's tweet, Um, but I can also understand why the National Hockey League would be investigating uh, whether or not there is private sale of the COVID-19 vaccine. Why wouldn't they? As long as the NHL, and again, I'm going to expand to pro sports, aren't jumping the queue and jumping ahead of frontline workers or the vulnerable or society in general. If the NHL wants to dole out millions of dollars because there is private sale vaccine available, knock your socks off. Go ahead. As long as it, it, it doesn't get in the way of the people that need it more. And I don't think that the NHL would ever position themselves in that fashion, but specific to the vaccine guys, it's going to be interesting to me um, as, and this has to be discussed as part of the return protocols here. Um, we know that testing was mandated in return to play and, and will continue here in 2021. But does the National Hockey League have the authority, or is it just common sense, that they make the vaccine mandatory as well? And then again, you get into the ethics of that, right? Um, and, and from a player's standpoint, you guys know, I mean, these guys are well-oiled machines, mm-hmm finely tuned i mean they know and measure everything that goes into their body and i i I doubt that every nhl player is going to put his hand up and say yep give me the vaccine let's go i'm ready you know there could be some pushback and i'm i'm curious to see how that's going to be handled between the league and the union so that's interesting then darren do you see that being a a roadblock for the nhl returning on january 13th then because that does have to be approved upon before they can decide that we're coming back officially now, I don't know that it would be a roadblock, um, but I would look at it as a, the potential of a contentious issue. Uh, it, ha- it hasn't been discussed yet, um, you know, at, at, in length anyway, between the two sides, but they're going to have to get to that. And the other one is opt-out, right? Um, you know, players and, and team personnel had an opt-out option going into return to play. And we know that there are a number of players. Travis Hammond would probably top the list of, of uh, players who decided that they weren't going to engage. He didn't play with the Calgary Flames mm-hmm. in the playoffs. That language is also being discussed. So those are two things that maybe the hockey fan doesn't consider, right? Because 
you know, we're more interested in the number of games. What's the schedule <laughs> going to look like? What division are the St. Louis Blues playing in and, and all of that? But those two things that we've just talked about, the opt-out and the vaccine, 100% matter to the players and, and to the NHL. So that's part of what they're going to have to hammer out in the days ahead. Final question for you, Drager. Uh, for for these division realignments, do you think there's like a a firm date where they need to have this decided by? Like, are, are we going to know news for sure in the next week or two as to which divisions these teams are in? Yeah. Yeah, we will. Uh, and th- that's going to have to get absolutely ironed out before there's a Board of Governors vote. And uh, the expectation is, as I said earlier, that board vote could be early next week. I'd be surprised if it goes beyond Wednesday. Uh, again, a ton of work that has to get done. But the reason why the Board of Governors are voting in the first place is because of the realignment and the four divisions. So um, we're talking days here. We're not talking weeks. And uh, it would be better for everyone if they get it all figured out by this weekend would be terrific. Uh, early next week would be okay. He's Darren Drager. You can find his work over on TSN in Canada. You can also follow him on Twitter at Darren Drager. Dregs, we always appreciate the time, man. I know you're an unbelievably busy man. Thanks so much for carving out a little bit of time to hop on with us to tell the Blues where their team's going to be playing hopefully next year. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me and stay safe. Absolutely.